Okay. Good evening, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. You continue to do well. Everyone should get vaccinated as soon as they can. And we'll crawl out of this thing. Emir Sashem. Tonight's uh, uh, Parshishir is uh, sponsored by uh, my dear friends, Sharon and Michael Kronenberg. Le'ilu <clears throat> uh, Nishmas, Michael's father. From Mordechai Yosef. Menazriel Zale Kronenberg. Who was a mechanic uh, and a teacher of Jewish children all of his life and spread Torah wherever he went. And may the words of Torah be Lili Nishmato. This week we conclude the Chumash Bracious. Now, uh, the Nitzim of Alojan, of Tolitzvira Berlin, in his commentary to Chumash, Ahamik Dover, in his introduction to Breshit. So he uh, says that Breshit is what is called in Chazal Sefer HaYoshor, the book of Yoshor. Yoshor has many meanings as we're going to hopefully elaborate here. And he says, why was it called Sefer HaYoshor? Because he says the others were Yashorim. Now, what does he mean the others were Yashorim? So, uh, a simple explanation, translation, the literal translation is they were straight people. Now, our understanding of straight people means that they were truthful and were honest, they were upstanding. They were correct. Yet, uh, if we're honest, and we look at the Chumash itself, uh, we will find that that sometimes is hard to justify. By Avram Avinu, we find that uh, he had Sora tell uh, the Egyptians that she was his sister and not his wife. Now he had good reason to do so and that eventually because of that Paro and his court were afflicted but uh, that doesn't quite fit into our definition of Yoshuk. We don't think that Yosher means uh, to tell a story that isn't true, no matter what the justification may be. So it may be justified, but it's not Yosher. And then we find by Yitzchak almost a repetition of that story where uh, he tells Avimelech that she's my sister. And then Avimelech discovers that Rivka is his wife. And Avimelech reprimands Yitzchak. 
why did you do this? And look, look what you could have caused for me. And Yitzhak answers, Rock in Yerushalayim b'mokam I did it because it's not a God-fearing society. Everything goes here. And therefore, uh, I had to do it. Again, excusable. We understand. But is that your shirt? And then uh, we have Yaakov Avinu as the supreme example. Esau will say, Achi Koreshmo Yaakov, you know why he's called Yaakov? He cheated me twice already. He looked, he took the Chorah advantage of me. I was Oye for Yogea, tired, worn out, hungry. I was desperate for food. So if somebody is desperate for food and you're at East Yosher, so you feed him. You don't say, let's make a deal. I'll feed you if you sell me to Bechorah. That's Yosher. And then the bracha, he, uh, he allowed his mother to pull off that subterfuge, to put on uh, Esau's garments and to put on the goat hair to cover his skin. And no matter how we uh, play with the words, he said, Ani Esau b'charecha. So that's your shirt. And then uh, the entire 20 uh, years in the house of Lovum, they're busy uh, outwitting each other, so to speak. So it's very disturbing, therefore, on the surface. But what is the Nitzim saying here? It's called Sefer Ayoshar because of the fact that the Ovos were Yasharim. So there are a number of insights that the Nitzim wants us to appreciate and follow through on that are of great importance, great uh, educational value here. First is that Steve himself points out that Yashuri means not to be a hypocrite, not to uh, tar others with your own problems. We have, uh, it's well known in psychology, uh, the idea of projection. We project upon others our own weaknesses. 
So we create a situation where uh, we confuse cause and effect. The effect is how others treat us, but we're the cause of how others treat us because of our behavior. So Nitzim points out that in the Bayashani, in Second Temple times, so he says, okay, we understand Bayas Risho, uh, where the main uh, sins, so to speak, were uh, Avodazora and Gili Arroyos and Shvichus Domin. It was paganism and there were sexual immorality and there was murder. And those are three cardinal sins. So we understand why the Churban came. You understand that the, the Lord, so to speak, had to take drastic action to straighten the Jewish people out again. But he says in Bayashani, in Second Temple times, so then they were all religious. And they had the, the, <clears throat> the Mishnah was being composed, the oral law was being studied, you had great rabbis. You had Shammai and Hillel. What was the problem there? So he points out that that's what Chazal meant when they said there was Sinas Chinam. Sinas Chinam is hypocrisy. People projected upon others their own failings. So they pretended to be pious and they accused others of not being pious. They pretended that they have a higher standard of religion and of morality and of goodness and others have an inferior standard. And because of that, therefore, great division was sown within the Jewish people. And that's what led to the destruction of the Second Temple. The hypocrisy evolved. There's a famous uh, <clears throat> piece uh, from Rabbeinu Menachem Amiri, who was a uh, 14th century uh, Pepragon in uh, northern Spain, southern uh, Provence. He has this great uh, parish to the Talmud called the Beit HaBchira. So uh, there in uh, the Sechet uh, Sota, he has uh, an earth-shattering line that could be written, uh, unfortunately, uh, in many, many generations in Jewish life. He writes about people, I'm quoting from memory, but I think it's accurate. They wrap themselves in large talitot, big talis. 
And their tzitzis can be seen outside. They flaunt them. But their hearts are far away from their father in heaven. So regarding them, do I say the posik? That's the play on words on tzitzis. Oh, that's hypocrisy. But it's more than hypocrisy. It's the projection of one's own weaknesses on others. It's the kettle calling the the pot black, which unfortunately is a very human trait, but it's not one that one should adopt. So when we talk about Yoshur, the first definition of the Vinitsiv is not to be hypocritical, not to be what we aren't. And that you see from the others. Avram Avinu says, I'm nothing. You don't owe me anything. And he says to the king of Zohn, I don't want from a thread to a shoelace. Well, Tomarn, you should not say, I made Avram wealthy. The hypocrite would say, I saved everything. I saved Loth, I saved the king of Zom, etc. I'm entitled to my share. The person that's your share says, I'm not entitled to anything. Now that has to do with life itself, with the concept of entitlement. What are you entitled to? And that's a great issue in current life and in raising children and in educating the next generation. Because there is a great tendency of entitlement. We're entitled. The United States had a chicken in every pot. Here in Israel, it's the same thing. You're entitled, you're entitled. You're going to get married, you're entitled, they should buy you an apartment. You finish the university, you're entitled to get a good job. And when then these things don't work out, many times they don't, through no fault of any human being, then, you know. So then the feeling of disappointment, of being cheated, that's the feeling that we have from Esau. He always feels he was cheated, even though he's the cause. His being cheated is the effect, but he thinks in reverse. 
He always confuses the cause and the effect. If he would not say, he would have been in the problem. That was the cause. The effect is that he sold the Bechorah. He confuses it. He says, you took the Bechorah from me, so you're the guilty party. You will find uh, studying uh, history and sociology that almost all totalitarian types of government confuse cause and effect. And therefore, uh, you're able to say that uh, uh, the Jews were the cause for German weakness between the wars. When in reality, the Germans were the cause, the instability of society, which therefore created that the Jews tried to better themselves. So it's a confusion again of cause and effect. So they almost had that clearer. They understood that's what Sefer Ayoshar means. They understood that lesson. So we find the same thing by Yitzhak. Yitzhak digs wells. The police didn't stop up the wells. Everything that he does, he's opposed by the police thing. So that's the cause. The effect is, there is no fear of God. I cannot say she's my wife. They reverse it. Oh, you couldn't say she's your wife. You're a liar. Therefore, we can stop up your wells. So that's the hypocrisy of it. And Yaakov faces that his entire life. He faces that with Esau. He faces that with Lovon. Lovon will say at the end, Abonim Bonai, Abonospedosai. The daughters are mine, the sons are mine, everything is mine. Call Hashem Lach, will you? Everything belongs to me. Can you just excuse me just one second? Hello? Kaim, I'm in the middle of the Zoom. Give me an hour. So, <clears throat> the hypocrisy of it. Esau comes ready to kill him. Esau sends an angel to kill him. Yaakov has to defend himself his entire life. But Esau wraps himself in a big talus and his flaunts his sits and says, I'm right. The other guys, the other guys, you know, Yaakov is not, he's not honest, he's not good.
Germans as a nation in the 20th century were responsible for uh, 40, 50 million people being killed. But it's not their fault. They don't have forced upon them. So that's the hypocrisy of it. So therefore, this is called Sefer HaYoshor because of the fact that the Elvis were Yoshor. They were not hypocritical. They did not confuse cause with effect. It was clear to them what led to what? I think that that's implied in the great medrash that we know, that we learned when we were children, that uh, Avram Avinu uh, broke all the idols and Terach came home and he said, what happened there? And Avram said, the big idol got mad at the little idols and he smashed them. So the father said to him, Terach, don't be silly. The idols can't do anything. He said, that's true. So then why do you worship them? That's the tendency of hypocrisy. Oh, the big idols smashed all the little idols. And we know that's not true. It doesn't force me to change my mind. Terach, the next day, is still in the idol business didn't change the fact that it didn't work so it didn't work nevertheless so that is one insight into Sefer Ayosha the Ovos were Yashorim they were not hypocritical they did not confuse cause and effect they realized what generated what and that's your sure. That that really puts you on a straight path. Because then you don't fool yourself and you don't project your own weaknesses on others. The second insight that the Nitzim says on your sure. Human beings, according to Jewish thought, really according to, I would say, almost any sense of logic, if there is such a thing. Human beings are responsible. That's what the Torah made us. I'm making you responsible. You're responsible for what you do and for what you don't do. You're responsible for your words. You're responsible for your hands. You're responsible. You are a responsible human being. That's the difference between humans and animals. Animals are not responsible. They, they operate on instinct. They have no choice. Human beings are responsible creatures. That's what they're going to he gave within us the spirit of life. Life is responsibility. 
again, there's a large section of humanity that wants to avoid responsibility. I'm not responsible. So there are person that commits murder, God forbid, and the lawyer says, well, it was temporary insanity. Every murder is temporary insanity. Otherwise, why would he kill? But if you say temporary insanity, he's not responsible. People are not responsible for their actions. It's the society, it's the way you grew up, it's the fact that your, your home was not as stable as it should have been. All, all the excuses, all of which could be valid, but they are not, uh, they are not acceptable. My Rebbe used to say, I remember that once he, uh, he asked somebody to uh, begin the discussion regarding a certain toastress. And uh, the young man said, Rebbe, I didn't review the Tosfos. I don't know it. So the Rebbe said to him, well, why didn't you? And he gave him a good excuse. He said, my, my sister was ill. I had to take her to the emergency room. And I didn't have a chance. to. I didn't get back uh, to the yeshiva to learn. I never had a chance to look at it. So the Rebbe said to him, you have an excellent excuse and I excuse you, but no excuse equals learning the Tosfos. And that's a rule in life. We think that having a good excuse, so then forget the matter. It's like it never happened. But the truth is no good excuse ever equals doing it, what you were supposed to do. And Rabbi always used to say, Onus Rahmona Patre. If you're forced into something, the Torah made you put there, but the Torah didn't give you credit for it. You put there. The Ovos were responsible people. Everything they did bore the stamp of responsibility. They never offered up excuses. They explained situations, but they did not offer up excuses. is a description of the society. It's not an excuse. And because Yaakov used subterfuge, his children used subterfuge against him in the story of Yosef. Now, Yaakov had a, the perfect excuse. His mother uh, told him to do it. He had no choice. That doesn't change what did happen. And therefore, eventually there's a price to be paid. So that's part of being a Yosher. 
straight person is a responsible person. And one the core value in Judaism is responsibility. There's nothing like it that compares to it. A person is always responsible. Ben Air Ben Yoshin, whether he's awake or asleep. Ben Shogeg Ben Mesid, whether it was an accident or he intended not, doesn't make a difference. You're always responsible. If a person realizes that one is responsible, so then one behaves differently. One looks at the world differently. Shlomo Melech says, The Rabbanu created human beings, Yoshor, that they should be straight. They should not be hypocrites. They should be responsible people. And human beings are always scheming, trying to figure out how to avoid that responsibility. How to put it off on others. And because the others were Yashorin, so therefore they raised their children to be Yashorin. And that's why Claudia Yisrael was chosen the Amman to receive the Torah, because the essence of the Torah is responsibility. The essence of the Torah is that I'm responsible to my creator, I'm responsible to myself, I'm responsible to my family, I'm responsible to my community, I'm responsible to all human beings, I'm responsible. The aim of big shukhish bonus rabbim, and they're all we're, we're always looking to get out of that responsibility. It's uncomfortable. It, uh, it annoys us. But the revolution does not allow us to escape. That's one of the lessons of Chumish Bracious. There's a covenant here. The covenant was made with Avram Avinu and lasts all these 3,700 years. And the covenant binds us. And it demands that we be assuring that we be an Odom Yoshar, a good person, a straight person, someone who is able to rise above hypocrisy and projection and be honest with oneself and one that is responsible. When the Rabboni Shalom called to Avram, he said, Hineni, here I am, I'm responsible. Throughout the Chumash and throughout the Jewish world since, when the call comes out, somebody has to say, Hineni, here I am. Try me. I'm responsible. That's a great lesson. Great lesson that we learned from the Nitziv, that we learned from Chumash Gracious.
So at the end of Chumash Breshis, like at the end of all the other Chumashim, we will say Chazak, Chazak, Fanis Chazak. Be strong and strengthen others, always be strong. It's certainly true in our time as well. We've had many low moments, but it's time to strengthen ourselves to the extent that we can. And the Mirzashem, the Lord, will redeem us from all of these troubles. And we'll be able to continue being the generation of Dor Yeshari. Thank you very much for listening. And have a great Shabbat and cold to Selah.